Take two. Wow, my glasses are really bad. Um, so we're in Atlanta, Georgia. I apologize for the uh, the uh, hiccup earlier. And uh, what has happened is that uh, we chose a place uh, that was a rooftop uh, location. Uh, it said uh, bar slash coffee bar slash tea slash whatever. And apparently the place went under and uh, they reopened it as some other place. And it was so loud, I couldn't even hear myself think. So uh, it was about a 15-minute walk, and we looked at all different locations of that place, and it didn't work. So we walked back, and here we are. And it's, you know, 8.18 or 7.18 your time. Uh, but that doesn't matter because God's got a plan, and there's a reason why that didn't happen. And uh, I'm just, uh, I got my steps in, though. You know, I, I, yeah got my steps in today so anyway uh god bless you uh for tuning in twice um oh man who's telling me that i'm breaking up i gotta fix that i gotta turn the volume up or whatever let me see here um maybe i can maybe i can oh i know what i can do okay so tell me how my audio sounds i'm gonna try something real quick here hold my coffee let me try something um you got to get those swings in after New Zealand, right? So let me see here. Sound. Um, how are we going to do this? I think there's a way for me to connect my... Um, my. Um, it sounds good. Maybe it's their connection. I need to... Okay, I'm not ignoring anything. I really want to go over what I want to go over tonight because... Um, I really planned it out. Uh, what I didn't plan for was that the place was going to change and be loud and annoying. And so uh, I'm going to pull up my um, my thing here. Let's see. Oh, wait, there it is. Okay, God Country Coffee. Okay. Hey, Donna, are you still on? Okay, I'm on. Can you hear me? Can everybody hear me okay? Uh, that's what I'm trying to find out what my audio sounds like because I'm using the computer audio instead of my normal microphone and camera setup, which is why my glasses, you keep seeing uh, all this craziness. I wish you could see the view from my room. I'm on the 14th floor and it's literally out of one of the scenes from uh, if you're walking dead fans, um, it's literally one of the scenes in the beginning where Rick's riding the horse and, uh, and uh, the cityscape is in the background. Well, that's what I look at when I look out my window right here. Uh, pretty amazing. And, uh, oh, this says take two. Okay. Well, let's see what we got for comments. And um, 
it's all Brian and Mike Campbell. Okay. Okay. So anyway, um, I tried to find, you know, somebody local that was maybe a veteran uh, owned business to do this tonight. Uh, but I did, Hey, what's up, Robert? Uh, but it was really tough because we had a class. It was a one day class. It was like so much information that my head still hurts. Um, but what I thought I would do tonight, because I'm completely out of sorts, uh, is I'm going to just kind of default to um, a paper that I wrote when I was uh, at Wayland Baptist, and I was taking a course on um, preaching, how to teach and preach in front of people. Uh, it was pretty scary um, because I was very much out of my comfort zone, uh, even when I had my very first mentor, when I first uh, received salvation, I uh, didn't know how to talk to people about that. And so I was always worried about like, man, what do I say and how do I say it? And uh, this individual put some things in perspective for me. And so um, anyway, I ended up taking a class later. And um, hey, Brian, how you doing? You guys that are in the in the chat, throw your businesses, throw your websites up there. Um, you know, we're just here all to help each other. Um, but what I wanted to talk tonight uh, is Hebrews 1 and 4. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the, the scripture of Hebrews 1 and 4. And, uh, oh, this looks good. You can't even see what I'm doing. It kind of looks like I'm looking at you, but not really. So anyway, I'm going to read Hebrews 1 through 4. And uh, Hebrews 1 through 4 starts out chapter 1, Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. God, after he spoke long ago to the fathers, in the prophets, in many portions, and in many ways. In these last days, he has spoken to us in his Son, whom he, he being God, appointed there of all things, through whom he also made the world. Verse 3 starts out, And he is the radiance, he being Jesus, is the radiance of his glory, of God's glory, and the exact representation of his nature upholds all things by the word of his power. When he had made purification of sins, right, because Jesus died for us, he sat down at the right hand of majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels to the extent that he has inherited a more excellent name than they. How great is the name of Jesus, right? So how many people out there have ever owned a Corvette? Or maybe you've not owned a Corvette, but maybe you've driven one. Well, I have a Corvette story. And my Corvette story is that when I was in high school, my best friend was Rob Martinez. And he and I were like a joint at the hip. We did everything. We went hunting together. We went fishing together. Uh, he's one of my very, very, very few uh, friends from way back then uh, that ever met my grandfather, that ever fished with my grandfather. Uh, and and so Rob and I were really close. Um, I grew up extremely modest. My dad worked three jobs. My mother worked two jobs so that me and my sister could go to school together. And we um, – never really put into perspective like how little we had and so we had a we had a house and we had everything we needed and me and my sister went to private school so it's not like we were 
living under the bridge or anything, but it, it was rough. You know, we were poor. Uh, but dad, he worked three jobs, you know, and my mother worked two jobs to, to keep everything going. And my friend Rob, uh, he was pretty pretty well to do. Um, his folks had split up, and so um, his mom had got remarried, and, and and the guy was very successful, and so was his dad. And so, you know, Rob pretty much, like, you know, he had what he wanted. Um, but he and I were really close. We, that was never an issue between us. One day, right after we graduated uh, high school, right before I went to the military, Rob comes by in this brand new silver Corvette with the T-tops off of it. And it was a 1980-something or other. It was a beautiful car. And and knowing Rob the way I did, my first question was, bro, where did you steal that car? And so he says, no, man, it's my dad's. And he sold it to me, and I'm paying for it, you know, but but it's my car. He goes, come on, let's go for a ride. I'm like, okay, it's a Corvette. I got to go. And so we jumped in the Corvette and we went to this empty parking lot. I'm pretty sure it was a church parking lot, uh, not far from my house. And he gets out and I'm like, what's wrong? He says, come here. And he tosses me the keys and he says, here, man, drive it like you stole it. You know, drive it like it's yours. Drive it like it's a Corvette. And uh, we spent the rest of the day driving this Corvette around. And what an experience that was for me knowing that it would be much later in life before I ever experienced something like that. And so Rob kind of put that in my lap and uh, it's absolutely completely awesome. So in 1953, America saw the very first Chevrolet Corvette and immediately it was an icon. Uh, in 1953 in a plant in Flint, Michigan, the first 300 Corvettes were hand built. Uh, they had a 3.9 liter engine uh, it was a six-cylinder, an inline six-cylinder, and it produced a whopping 150 horsepower. Now, if you know those cars, they're absolutely iconic. The day the very first car rolled off the showroom floor, it was an instant icon. The cars in 1953 were only offered in white with red interior and with a monster two-speed transmission. The car did zero to 60 in 11.5 seconds and eternity to today's standards. It had a front compartment engine and a sticker price of $3,490. Today, the 2022 Corvette is still all Corvette with a more perfect package to house the iconic vehicle deemed America's sports car. So in the, the 2022 model, since 1981 and continuing today are built on an assembly line in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Today, they have a 6.2 liter V8 that produces about 490 horsepower on a base model. In 2022, the, the 2022 version has an eight-speed manual transmission and sets the pavement on fire with a blistering zero to 60 in less than three seconds. The 2022 model also has a redesigned mid-carriage engine and a slightly higher price tag starting at $60,000. In 1953 and the 2022 versions of the Corvette are both iconic. Both are progression from the earlier model has been key to making today's Corvette one of the most iconic and sought after sports cars in history. So how does that relate to Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 4? Well, I'm going to tell you. 
Much like the progression of the Corvette, God's revelation to man has also progressed. If to forgive me, I really was prepared to do this differently, and and uh, it didn't work out. But like I said, man, God, God is so good. I just want y'all to know my homeless friend is not homeless anymore. God is great. So God's revelation in the Old Testament through the prophets progressed through the sacrifice of his only begotten and perfect son, Christ Jesus. God's revelation was not anything less perfect or iconic, but it did progress to the sacrifice of an even more perfect representation in Christ Jesus. And I'm trying to keep uh, keep track of all the uh, comments and things that are going, but I'm not doing a great job of it. Uh, and so uh, just stay on top of me and, send, and shoot comments uh, when I miss stuff, okay? Uh, so God's revelation was never anything less perfect or iconic. In verses 1 and 2, the author informs us that after speaking through prophets, God now speaks to us through his son, Christ Jesus. So God prepared his revelation through the prophets. The Old Testament, in fact, Jesus even says in the New Testament, I didn't come to destroy the law. I came to fulfill it. So he's not trying to discredit what happened in the Old Testament. So in verse one, it says, God, after he spoke long ago, to the fathers and the prophets in many portions and in many ways. God spoke in the Greek translation of long ago, of old, or in time past, gives us a time setting of before Christ. So this is this is he this is God talking about Christ before Christ. So fathers could be the audience immediate kin, like a father, or it could be like Abraham and Moses. In many portions and in many ways, and I'm, I'm not going to cut through everything, but I'm just going through some of the verse, right? So in verse 1, where he says many portions and in many ways, can direct us to the stone tablets that Moses carved or the poetry from that period that leads us to see how God set forth his revelation long before his son. So in verse two, he says, in these last days has spoken to us in his son, whom he, speaking of God, whom he appointed heir to all things, through whom also he, made the world. Again, talking about himself, God. So the author here contrasts that God spoke, past tense, to the fathers, but now speaks, present tense, to us through his son. Pretty simple, right? So how do you apply that today? Is that one must always look at the New Testament through the lens of the Old Testament. I think I said that backwards. You have to look at the New Testament. Yeah, well, that's correct. The New Testament uh, through the lens of the Old. God chose to reveal himself through the prophets. But Jesus speaks directly to us. 
So basically the way God revealed his plans to us is no longer in use since now we have Jesus who lives in us, right? So God's revelation through the prophets compared to his revelation through Christ is like the 1953 Corvette when compared to the 2022 Corvette. They're both iconic. They're both perfect representations of the same thing, but one has a few modern attributes. So the progression of God's revelation is evident in that in God perfected his revelation in his son. So how do we how do we explain that? How do we understand that? Verse 3 says, and he is the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his nature and upholds all things by the word of his power. When he had made purification of sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Now let's break that down a little bit. So in the very beginning of verse 3, he says, and he is the radiance of his glory. So he's talking about Jesus. So let's replace that. And Jesus is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of God's nature and upholds all things by the word of God's power. When Jesus had made purification of sins, Jesus sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. So even though God is talking in the Old Testament, you see how we tie these two things together. So exact representation. The Greek word for the phrase exact representation, right? And he is the radiance of his glory and the exact representation. The Greek word for that phrase literally means to imprint or impress. And the word stresses the meaning complete similarity. The verse also speaks to Jesus' sovereignty and authority, where he says, upholds all things by the word of his power. So Jesus is using God's power. But Jesus purified our sins by shedding his blood for us. So, again, this just reiterates the sovereignty, authority of God in Christ Jesus. So how is that applied? Well, Jesus is God. God refined his revelation in the Old Testament, but in the New Testament reveals his will for his people through Jesus who suffered and died to make purification of our sins. My sins crucified Jesus, who was an imprint of the Father with all his authority and love. And I got to tell you, all this stuff ties in. I didn't know I was going to do this today, but just this last Sunday at church, uh, when our Sunday school teacher, Harry Spence, was was doing his lesson, we're studying the Ten Commandments, and we started talking about how uh, this application where where my sins crucified Christ. Man, I just lost my thought. I had this great point to make, and it just went out the window. Uh, yeah. 
Okay, so the illustration. God's revelation through the prophets and God's revelation through his son Christ is like comparing the 1953 Corvette to a 2022 Corvette. Both are Corvettes. Both carry the same tradition. But one, Jesus, is the 2022 version of the God, the 1953 version. So how, how do we tie all that together? In 1953, the Corvette was an icon on day one. However, today's version, still iconic and still a Corvette, is just a lot faster and modern. More people today can relate to the 2022 Corvette than days past who related to the 1953 Corvette. So when God spoke to the prophets, his message was perfect, but the world was smaller. The world was different. Today, the world is almost unending, but God's message is still perfect. Only today, his message is carried through the blood sacrifice of his son, Christ Jesus. Now, no one's asking you to go out and buy a $60,000 Corvette. And certainly, God's not asking for me or you to sacrifice ourselves on the altar. He's not asking for our blood. In fact, what God offers us through the sacrifice of his son, Christ Jesus, is a free gift of love, hope, and salvation. And all you have to do is accept it. It's like Pastor always says, I have this pen. It's a good pen. I bought it, and I want to give it to you. It's yours. What do you have to do to make this pen yours? All you have to do is receive it, right? As soon as you take possession of it, it's yours. Are you ready to accept God's free gift today? If you are, shoot me a message. I'll send you a Bible. I'll write in it. I'll talk to you. Call me. Call most of the people on my friends list. They'll be happy to talk to you about it. So I constantly ask God to take everything who I think I am and remove it and fill it with everything that I know God is. And I hope that you would do the same. Uh, this was a very unorthodox uh, podcast for us today. We had to do it twice because uh, nothing worked out. But you know what? There's always a reason. There's always a purpose. And it may have been that somebody needed to hear what I had to say and they weren't home yet. Or it might have been that who knows? I mean, God's got a plan for everything. He does. He's perfect. And his word never comes back empty. And so uh, if you've ever heard about our coffee, if you're just tuning in for the first time, if you're listening to the podcast online for the first time and you're uncertain about some of the things that I've talked about, reach out and talk to me. I don't know everything. I'm learning just like the next guy. You know, surround yourself with people uh where you want to be. I, I'm in a Sunday class with a bunch of men who are a little bit older than me, uh, and they've run through all the brick walls that I've run through, some of the ones that I've run through, uh, and more, and ones that I know could be around any corner. And, and I, I surround myself by that because there's so much knowledge to draw on. God put those men in my life. I didn't choose them. God put them in front of me because he knows 
that as I continue to learn, as I continue to move, that I'm going to be able to draw on their experience. I'm going to be able to draw on God. I'm going to understand his message for me. And so uh, I love you guys. Uh, Next week, uh, I'm going to be doing the podcast from Hamilton, New Zealand. And I am absolutely not sure what that's going to look like. Uh, But it's going to be pretty incredible. Uh, I've grown through this whole process of buying a ticket. Because traditionally, those of you who know us really well, I would send Connie every year. Uh, And uh, when Connie left the stage, she worked for uh, Laurie Mitten, who's uh, an optometrist there in Seguin. And uh, that last year, Connie didn't want to ask for time off because she just started the job. The following year, the pandemic hit, and then she couldn't go to New Zealand for three more years. So it's been four years. But I've always made the excuse that I didn't have time or money to go with her which was all nonsense because I was just making poor choices. And a guy at work named Randy McKnight, he didn't even remember that he asked, that he told me this, asked me this question the other day when we were talking about it, but he asked me a question. He says, man, he said, uh, if you were to die today, what would your grandson say about you? And I'm like, I thought to myself, what are you talking about? I buy him this and I buy him that. And I, I send him this and I send him that. And I, but I don't go and spend time with him like my wife does. I don't get on the Skype every week, twice a week, like my wife does. And uh, it really hit me hard. And, and he said, does he know you love the Lord? And to me, that's the most important thing. My, if I die tomorrow, I want my grandson to say, I don't know much about my grandpa, but one thing I do know, man, he loved Jesus. And, uh, and I hope that, that people that I've come in contact with if I were to die suddenly and they were to ask him, what do you know about Jr.? Uh, I'm not perfect. You know, I fail all the time. Uh, I've got a terrible mouth on me. I, you know, I, I'm working on that. I really am. Uh, but it, you know, it's terrible. Uh, so I fail often. I'm not any better than anybody else. What's different is that when I sin now, because when you sin, you're hostile to God. When I sin now, I'm still being hostile to God, but I'm on bended knee because I know that what I'm doing is wrong. It convicts me. The Holy Spirit convicts me and says, hey, stop doing that because you, you already know it's wrong. You, don't, you know God doesn't like it, so stop it. And so before, I wouldn't care. If I sinned, I sinned. I didn't care. I don't care if I hurt anybody, but Jesus died for us while we were still in our sin. Think about that for a second. Even when we were being hostile towards him, when we were spitting on him, when we were throwing things at him, when we were nailing him to a cross, he died for us. That's how much he loved us. And so I hope that in my course of life, that I learned to love like God did. I want to have the faith like Abraham had. I want to be obedient like Joshua. Well, Joshua was mostly obedient, but anyway. Uh, I want to have the prayer life that Elijah did. I want to, you know, I hope uh, that as I go through life, 
uh, pastor always tells a story about the silversmith. You, you may have heard this story. A silversmith will bring silver to a boil. And then when it's super, super hot, he scrapes all the impurities off the top. And then you get a much cleaner and shinier product. And then you heat it up again. And all the impurities come back to the top. And then you scrape those off. I hope, I think the plan is for God to keep scraping us clean until he sees nothing but his own image in us so that we can be that light. And, and I pray that that's what, you know, God continue to clean me. Cause let me tell you, I need more cleaning than most. Uh, <laughs> I can't, I think it was Peter when God was washing their feet, he said, Lord, wash me all over. And he's like, no, you're already clean. You, you know, but when you walk through this world, you get dirt on your feet, on your sandals. And so you just need to have your feet clean. Your heart's already clean. And and I, I know I'm there. I know I love God. I know I don't, you know, like, especially when I act a certain way, I know I don't appreciate it. Um, and it bothers me. And so I just hope that God just continues to do a work on me. And let me tell you, he can do a work on you. He can put the most joy that you've ever had in your entire life. He can take away whatever horrible dreams you're having. He can take away your insomnia. He can take away your anxiety. He can take away whatever PTSD you've got. God can fix it all. All you have to do, just like that pen, all you have to do is accept it. So that's what I'm going to leave you with. Next week's going to be killer. I'm going to be sitting, who knows, I might go to Raglan Beach and do the podcast there. Uh, so you can see the black sand beaches. I don't I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do something cool. Anyway, I love you guys. Pray for me. Uh, I'm in my third year of seminary, and I'm still sitting like a sailor. I'm trying not to. I love God. I love my family. Um, put God first in front of everything you do. Treat each other the way God intended us to treat one another with love, kindness, and respect. And have a great weekend. God bless you guys. And uh, I will see you next week on God Country Coffee. I'm not sure what time it's going to be because I, have, I haven't done the math yet from here to there, but but uh, I will definitely uh, see you guys uh, from down under next week. Love y'all. Good night.